0: Successful Minds with Patricia Barnowski-Schneider, the show that takes you around the world to share interviews with some of the most successful and relevant people on the planet. Hear their stories and get the most important business lessons they have learned on their road to success and get exclusive advice on how to implement their success into your life and business. Successful Minds with Patricia Barnowski-Schneider is brought to you by the Strategic Advisor Board and your host, Patricia Barnowski-Schneider. Hello and welcome back to Success by Minds. I'm your host, Patty Baranowski-Schneider. Today, I'm joined by Otis McGregor, an executive coach who's an expert on leadership, life transitions, and life management. He also co-hosts a podcast, The Cam and Otis Show, with his younger son, Camden. He has lots going on, so I'm going to leave it to him to tell you more. So welcome, Otis, and tell us a little bit about
1: yourself. Hey, Patty. It's great to be here, and thanks for having me. Yeah, uh, I'm a veteran. I spent 25 years in the Army uh, as a Green Beret. Uh, retired as a lieutenant colonel I sometimes I'll tell people I, I started off as a tank driver which I did uh, <laughs> driving a tank that was 5 years older than me <laughs> and then oh, made it all you, the way to, yeah yeah well it was kind of funny uh, <laughs> it was well before all the like electronics and <laughs> smooth riding and yeah it was uh it was quite an experience a lot of uh a lot of physical labor Involved uh, yeah. in keeping that tank up, <laughs> running, uh, mm-hmm. and caressing her, being nice to her. So, <laughs> it yeah, must out. be nice to the tank. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's very ironic, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. I retired from the army in 2009. Went into the business world. Uh, worked for several companies as a business development program management, doing everything from from uh, data management, coding strategy. Uh, product manager for that to building uh, life support camps in equatorial Africa to police training in Afghanistan all these sort of things uh, but none of them were, none of them were fulfilling me and and uh, you know I had to I had to do a shift in my head it was actually a moment of clarity I had about six years ago uh, sitting here in the home office feeling sorry for myself. <laughs> Because all my buddies, you know, from my perception, all my buddies had these great jobs that they loved. You know, they were having fun, making a lot of money, all that sort of stuff. And here I was, you know, I'd worked for five different companies. I was currently in my fifth company in those seven years, plus all these side gigs I do. And I was miserable. I was miserable again. And uh, as I sat here in my home office here, wondering what was wrong with me and started reflecting on my life since leaving the Army. And I realized uh, that only two things have been consistent in my life. Uh, my family, uh, still married for, consider myself fortunate to be married, my beautiful Texas bride from, <laughs> nice. from my days at AM and and boys' high school rugby. So, <laughs> very ironic because you know, I'm a Texas boy, so uh, all I did was play play football growing up. Well, our youngest son decided he wanted to play rugby. And my okay. wife and I did the tag team thing. She'd pick him up from school, drop him off at practice. I'd swing by at practice and pick him up on the way home from work. I started leaving work a little bit earlier. <laughs> out of the truck. Became great friends with the with the coach, who's a Kiwi. And he said, "Well, why don't you help out?" And I said, "I don't know a thing about this game." Uh, so I became an assistant coach and then turn around again, and he asked me to take over as head coach. And that summer, I was sitting here feeling sorry for myself. I started to say, well, why was I spending so much time in this sport that I had never played, didn't know anything about, but now all of a sudden it's become this passion project for me? And as I looked at it, I said, well, there's three pieces to it. The game of rugby, uh, awesome game, a strategy, effort, teamwork, love it. The boys was part number two. You know, our, because it was a club sport, head coach, our house was the clubhouse. My wife and I ended up with 35 extra sons, <laughs> which was a lot of fun. But what I realized what it was being their coach was what was really fueling me. It was teaching, mentoring, guiding them, challenging them, holding them accountable. Not just teaching them to be great rugby players, but to be great young men going off into the world and into society. And when I realized that, that's when I... So there's got to be something i can do with that and become and, and and really use it as a business because i also knew that at that point in my life that i wasn't going to pursue a professional rugby coaching course yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. so uh i discovered this thing because i didn't know about it I discovered business coaching and executive leadership coaching and that's what i've been doing ever since i kicked oh, off the podcast awesome about 4 years to 4 years ago to support it uh and yeah that's it gives me the opportunity to help people be successful help people understand what their purpose is because i didn't have one for right. so many years i i did right, let me rephrase it we've all got one i just didn't know what mine was right, right? so it wasn't that i didn't have it i just didn't know what it was cuz i never mm-hmm. bothered looking for it all I was doing was just going through the motions of life and working, you know, doing the nine to five. I was I was Dolly Parton's theme song. You know, nine <laughs> to five so, so I was really more like seven to six uh sort of thing. You know, the the 50 50 hours a week was a short, short week. It was usually that 60, 70 hours a week that mm-hmm. I was working for no reason other than I uh, just a hard worker. And there was nothing to it, hard worker collecting a paycheck. And uh, when I came, had that moment of clarity and started to understand and define what my purpose is in life. And mm-hmm. that's when I started to live my life and started to enjoy my life. I am fulfilled because I pursue my purpose every day. My purpose is to create a legacy of leaders. Mm-hmm. And that's what I do in a number of different ways. And I love that opportunity. It's the fuel that gets me up and keeps me going.
0: Well, That's an awesome story. But it is true. Like we all, you know, you were taught, go to school, work hard, get a job, pay bills, and that's it. And so many people go through. I mean, I, it's the same thing. I mean, I was working well and I, since I'm 12 years old, I've never not worked. I couldn't even tell you what unemployment was. I've never been on it. Just work, work, work and work in an 18 hour days, blah, blah, blah. You know, then I start my own business. And I don't know if that was better or worse because now I'm working even more hours every day. And, you know, but at the end of the day, when you look back, it's like, okay, but what did, you know, what do you get out of it? You get a paycheck. But, you know, so it is finding that something that, you know, gives you a purpose to wake up every day and say, I can't wait to go do this. You know, it's a lot of people don't have that. So that's awesome. And you helping people find that is
1: even better. <laughs> yeah. You know? Well, and, and that's why you hear about these people who, who are wealthy. Uh, who are famous and how they're depressed and they commit suicide and they drug overdose. And I truly believe I don't know any of them personally, so I'm not right. accusing any of them. Right. But I truly believe believe the reason for that, the reason they have those problems is because they don't know their purpose. Right. they never taking the time. They're they're doing the same thing that you and I were doing, just grinding it out, grinding it out, right. you know their paycheck's a little bit bigger. So they're yeah. living in bigger houses and they got a bunch of people around them that, that say, yes, 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 you're the greatest. And they never pause to truly understand who they are, why they're here, what's the purpose? You know, what's the meaning of life? You now, what yeah. is, why are you here? What are you doing? Yeah, that's awesome.
0: Now, I guess I'm telling us about introduction to leadership philosophy. You've had a diverse career ranging from being a Green Beret to coaching high performing business owners. So, can you walk us through how your understanding and philosophy of leadership has evolved over the years?
1: You know, it, it's it's more of a as I grew up, I learned how to handle things. I had a lot of, I, I, I've had, and I still do a lot of great mentors in my life uh people that worked for me that taught me lessons people i worked for that taught me lessons both in the military and business and even now uh, that i learn from all the time the philosophy i would say doesn't didn't change that much but became more refined the basics of it you know the the being decisive uh leading by example uh having trust with your team those sort of things you know being having high integrity and, and belief uh being being able to to show how to do things to others being demonstrating and leading by example that that you know what if you if I want if I'm telling you to do it I've been there I've done it or or I'm willing to do it Right. right. And that's, that's important. Uh, you know, I, I've also learned one of the one of the probably the the biggest changes in my life over as I've, as I've become uh, more mature and a little bit more gray uh, <laughs> is, is the understanding and acceptance and patience. Because I can remember and I can re- remember a couple of specific things when I was younger and lieutenant blowing up at a guy that worked for me. I mean, almost temper tantrum sort of thing. You're a fire. You know, the, the old, uh, what was the, the, the Donald Trump show years ago before he was president? <laughs> yeah. They you're, say, you're fired. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, that was a very calm way compared to how I did it. Let's just put it that way and, and realizing how bad that is. How disrespectful, I don't care how bad somebody screwed up, uh, how disrespectful that is to another human being. So, learning how to do that, learning how to calm down, learning how to see things differently, accept things, and not be as judgmental. Because there's as many ways to do things as there are humans on the planet. So, if he didn't do it right, maybe, there's the other piece, maybe he didn't do it right because I didn't tell them how I wanted it done, what was required, which is a responsibility for the leaders.
0: Right, That's awesome. And it is good. Um, That was one thing, like, even with my jobs, I started from the ground up, you know, start as a receptionist, work my way up the corporate ladder slowly, but surely I got there. And, you know, I saw some people right out of college and, you know, meanwhile I'm working my way up and they're starting all the way up here, but they didn't know, like, I remember where, Back in the day, not aging myself, but before internet, before all that stuff, if we had a you know group presentation, you had to physically,
1: you know, physically
0: do them, um, and I knew how long it would take, what was involved, because I had done it. Where everybody else was like, we need that in twenty minutes, and I'm like, you're looking at at least three hours. Like, you know, until you've got your hands dirty and really understood, you don't have compassion for what people are going through because you don't know. And I think that is important. You've been there, you know, you can. Even if you had to take a step back, like I like managers when they go through companies and they'll just watch what everybody's doing. And everybody's like, oh, they're watching me. Maybe, maybe they're not here to pick out who's the bad guy. Maybe they want to see exactly what you're doing so they have a better understanding. You know, so that is that's really cool.
1: Well, and one of my one of my mantras is uh, you know, if a hole needs to be dug, you better be willing to pick up the shovel.
0: Yeah. Too many like, people aren't. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, there's a there's a a great book about the uh the great uh, the All Blacks uh, rugby team, in the New Zealand rugby team, and I'm drawing a blank on the the name of the book now, uh, but it's it's pretty famous. And one of the this is this is the the greatest rugby program in the world. The, this consistently top notch from this little bitty nation of New Zealand that probably has less people than we have in New York City, <laughs> uh, and they consistently win. And they consistently win because of the the core values and the character, the personality of the organization. And one of the things, one of their key tenets, is sweep the sheds. Mm-hmm. If if you if the shed needs to be in this locker room for, it's Kiwi for locker room sheds, <laughs> if the locker room needs to be cleaned up, then you clean it up. We are here. We're using it. It's not these are the great i mean these guys in, in new zealand are on a pedestal probably higher than nfl players are here, wow. here in the us and their attitude their culture is get the broom and clean up wow. the best in the world at what they do
0: nice and humble
1: and that's that's the way i grew up in the military that's the way i grew up in my house right. dad taught me that Uh, as a boy scout and leading boy scouts where i first started being in charge of people hey the hole needs to be dug grab a shovel Garage needs to be swept get a broom you know i mean it's it's that's how you lead because you're you're not leader and team you're team you got to work together so
0: it's something more and more people need to understand that's awesome I guess speaking about your Green Beret experience, how has your experience as a Green Beret Beret influenced the way you approach leadership and life management? And are there any principles that you carry over?
1: Uh, Well, I tell you, one of the biggest things was uh, trusting, trusting the the guys and and even now trusting people to perform. Uh, Because I was working with the best of the best. You know, I was talking about the All Blacks. My The guys that I was surrounded with were, you know, we were, we, first off, you're triple volunteers, what we call it, because you volunteer for the Army, you volunteer for Airborne School, and you volunteer to go Green Beret. Well, that doesn't mean that you raise your hand three times and you're in. Right. There's a whole bunch of tests, and the tests get harder and harder. And even the test after you get qualified and you put, and you don your Green Beret and you get to the team, there's people that don't make it when they get to the team because they're not part of the team. They don't have the right attitude, right? Mm-hmm. They they come in arrogant. I'm I'm you know I'm God's gift to the Green Berets. I'm God's gift to this uh, this team. That that was part of it. And I'm kind of I've kind of drifted off, but to come back to your question, it is the quality the quality of the people I worked with was so high. First off, I, I could just let them do their job. So I had to trust them right from the get-go. Trust them to do their job. But I also had to learn that listen back, let them tell me, "Hey, have you thought about this? What if we do it this way, sir?" Right. I knew I was the one in charge. They knew I was the one in charge. They knew I had the final say.
0: Right.
1: But I needed to listen to the experts because they were the experts. Right. You now, uh, here, here's here's my favorite kind of metaphor, a description of what it was like to work in the Green Berets. Monday morning, we have an operations meeting, and I say, hey, guys, I need uh, three bags of blue powder by Friday, right? I need three bags. Who's got it? My uh, my engineer, because the engineer was also the logistics engineer, raises his hand and says, hey, I got it, sir. Hey, Roger, okay. Wednesday Wednesday afternoon, he comes to me, without me asking. Wednesday afternoon, he comes to me and says, hey, sir, I got two. I got two bags. I've got a line on one, but I'm not, you know, it's a little tough, but I've got a line on that third one, and I'll let you know. Friday morning, whoop, there's four of them. There's four <laughs> bags, you know, and and that's the kind of performance that happened all the time, no matter what we were doing. It was that level. If I needed three, I got four. Right. If we needed to go, you know, and and build something, do something, it was always higher, higher performance than you expected. The value, you know, we talk about the bit in business, adding value, adding value to our clients and our customers, right? right? That's what these guys they were treating me like they were like I was their customer
0: right. because
1: they would perform at such a high level. Right now, here here's the Here's the inverse of that. Here's the problem with that. If you grow up around those kind of people, you develop a habit of trusting everybody, thinking everybody's going to perform like that.
0: Right.
1: Right? So, hey, Patty, I need you to do this. And you go, and Friday afternoon, I go, hey, did you get that done? You're like, oh, you wanted it this Friday. (laughs) You know, I mean, that's a whole that's the way the rest of the world operates and i i will admit that has been my biggest weakness since since i left that organization is i i was so used to working with people that were such high performers that had such dedication to their job and their mission that i never had i mean truthfully i said you know i need three i got four whatever it was and and you always got it early too it was always better and it was early and if it wasn't going to happen they'd always tell you hey we're having some problems maybe we can make can you make a phone call for me you know it was it was that kind of a culture and attitude and it scarred me (laughs) i've stumbled into a couple of things in the business world because i expect that same sort of performance and i get it most of the time because of how I select my team and the people I work with. But sometimes you don't when people just don't, that's, they don't know. Yeah. they don't know. That's what, that's how you should expect people to perform. So everybody listening on here right now, (laughs) come work for me. Make sure you're giving me four when I ask for three and give it to me. (laughs) don't wait till Friday. Give it to me Thursday. (laughs) But
0: it is true. Like, I, you know, I'm a hard worker. I go above and beyond. I've always done that. And you assume everybody else is going to do the same. And it's, you know, especially nowadays in the world we live in where everybody has a voice, this and that. You know, we're in a tricky world now. Like, people don't go above and beyond. Most, I shouldn't say people, most people don't go above and beyond. And then if you say something... That's it. It's a whole big fiasco. You know, you don't appreciate anything I do, blah, blah. It's not that at all. You're paid to do a job and you're only doing a quarter. You know, it it, it is hard. But people, it I guess if they see that you value what they're doing, they want to do more because they want to prove themselves to you. And they, you know, and that speaks for itself, you know, but you know, it's just a crazy world we're living in now and people have to really start understanding, you know, you have a voice, but you you don't have to say anything. Actions speak louder than words. You know, show me that you you are. You know, you value your job. You're passionate about what you do, and that I don't have to babysit you because you got this. You
1: know. Well, it, it, you know what? There, there's a good point there, though. Maybe that per Maybe that person is not in the right position. Maybe that Maybe they're in that just going through the motions because they don't know what to look for. Back to purpose. Don't know what their purpose is. Don't know what they should be right. doing to fulfill themselves in life and it's unfortunate uh but that that could be it i'm not making excuses for people who are who are slack performers you know there was a uh about six seven months ago this this phrase of quiet quitting and then there was, yeah. was quiet firing or whatever mm-hmm. it was you know which was the the opposite of it you know and i'm just like you know If somebody doesn't want to be there, then, hey, I have no problem. I'll help you. I'll help you. I'll review your resume. I'll write a letter of recommendation. I would much rather you be someplace where you're happy, dedicated, and enjoying what you do instead of sucking oxygen and dragging things (laughs) down. Where, frankly, you know, as a business owner, that person is stealing money from you. Hmm. I mean, truthfully, right? If I hired you to do to do twelve, and you muck around and you make up excuses to only do six, okay. Well, what do we need to do? (laughs) What are you missing, right? Oh, I don't know. You know, maybe I wasn't feeling good. You know, my my eye itched. I had a I had a cat that uh, walked through my yard last night. You know, I, I don't. You know, it was a little tough. I'll try to do better tomorrow. And you see that performance. That person, either either willfully or unintentionally, I mean, right down, bottom line, they're stealing from you yeah. because you're paying them to do a job and they're not doing the job. That's a harsh way of putting it, but it's true. Yeah. So you as a leader, your job as a leader is to train the person. Well, first off, you tell them what's expected of them. Right. What what do I expect you to do? In order for you to be successful, I expect you to do A, B, C, D. And I expect you to do those four things in this manner at this level of performance. Mm -hmm. That's number one. Number two is I need to train you how to do A, B, C, D. And in that training, I set you up for success. And then number three, I need to make sure you have all the gear and tools that you need in order to perform ABCD, that's my job as the leader.
0: Right,
1: if I do all those things, and you still fail to perform. Then it's time to find something else. I'll find yeah. somebody else that I can put in that job that will perform. Right. I guarantee. It. Yeah,
0: well said. Now the general, general, generational aspect. You co-host your podcast, the Caminota Show, with your youngest son, Camden. So, how do genera- gener- generational differences between you and your son influence the show, and what have you learned from each other?
1: Well, first off, I'll, I'll say it's usually me that fumbles on the words, so I'm, I'm happy.
0: Oh my, is it Friday I know. <laughs> That's right.
1: That's right. Uh, you know, it, it's it's really great because you know, obviously, I've got a few more years of experience. I got a lot of military experience uh, and business experience. He's got entrepreneur and rugby experience so we we come at things similarly but there there's there's still that difference that he sees things you know we used to always joke about this uh you know his soul hasn't been crushed by the reality of the world and there's some truth to that right i mean would not not that you get old and you get cynical so <laughs> But in the sense of, well, I've been around the block. I've seen a thing or two, like that insurance commercial, right? I've, I've seen a <laughs> thing. So I know, you know, the probability of that working is not real high. But he sees it and he says, hey, I could still do this. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> you know, if you think so, go ahead give it a shot. Something. And I think that's, that's probably the biggest, biggest thing. Because I, I'm looking back from all my experiences and saying well, you know I did that saw somebody that did that you know 15 years ago and it didn't work out so it's probably not going to work out now whereas he's looking ahead and going hey I read I read an article in uh Forbes magazine the other day that said something about blah 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 and I think we could do that and I'm like well, all right you know
0: <laughs> give it a shot yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. So I think that that is that is a a really interesting aspect that uh all of us who are at a later point in life should look back at and and you know how can you partner with somebody younger than you there's a difference I, you know i've got a i've got another business partner that's uh, about 15 years younger than me and you know his life is still going up like this you know not, not that my life's going down yeah. but i mean truthfully <laughs> You're, you know what's what's the uh, the average lifespan and all that sort of stuff. You start doing some math, and you're right. like, well, <laughs> you know, I am kind of over the over yeah. that part of the hump, right? I mean, I'm, I'm we ain't getting out of here alive. Just no. saying, <laughs> uh, no, nobody likes to talk about that, but that's the reality of yeah. it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, this is pretty cool. You know, I can I can do this a little bit. You know. Tweak, and he's like, oh, man, we can do this and we can sell it here and we can build it up like this. We can, cre- you know, create a factory over here. And I'm like, you're running it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> because, because he's at a different point in life, right? He's he's on that that upslope. You know, it, it's uh, there's that old saying that, you know, your your teens and your 20s is for figuring it out. <laughs> and your 30s and your 40s is for making money. And your 50s and 60s is for enjoying us. Our- there's some saying like that, but there's a lot of truth to that. When you start to look and think about where am I at in life, right? And that's just the, it's the reality of it. You know, yeah. how much do I want to work sixteen hours a day and be on the road all the time? Right. You know, when I was a captain in green berets, man, I'd raise my hand for anything. We need somebody up, oh, okay? <laughs> I wouldn't even let them finish. Hey, we'll go, we'll yeah. go.
0: Different
1: time. We, yeah, I mean, because that was that was that attitude of what's next? How can we challenge ourselves next? What's the next thing we can build? Right. What's the next you know activity we can do to make ourselves better and and build on that? Right. Get older, it's like back <laughs> to that those two attitudes, right? It's like, yeah, you know, I could run five miles, but then I'd probably end up in a hospital because yeah, <laughs> be Just- you know. My- <laughs> Fall apart and all those sort of things. You start to look at things a little bit differently, right? right? And it's just, it's. I think there's there's a uniqueness to that, and uh, I think more people. It's it's one thing to have somebody that's in your same age bracket and run, right. but there's a lot to be gained from this, from a gap in the age in business and working together. Right. You know, it's. The guy the guy over here sees things a lot differently than I do. Because yeah. he's at a different point in life. You know, six-year-old daughter. Mm-hmm. And he's about this. I've got a one year old grandson, right? right? I mean <laughs> so
0: No, it is unique. I mean, I love that too, where, you know, back in the day nobody ever asked your opinion. No one cared. It's like I'm the boss, you do as I say, and that's it. You know, but now, you know, I noticed that now, maybe I am getting older too, but you see the generation, they have a different outlook on things. They view things completely different. And sometimes it's more interesting than, okay, well, why do you, like, I'm always that person. Why, 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 why do you think that? Or what would you think? And explain it to me because, you know, I don't want to be that person to do as I say, no, what is your thought? Because maybe what you're going to say, I'm like, okay, I didn't even think about that. And now, like, especially like even with marketing and all that, with this, like this. It's completely different how it used to be. So sometimes you need to get the feedback from the younger generation because that's not how I was, you know, I was taught how to do it or what I've done through all the years. And if it's changing, explain to me what you're thinking and how this you know, so it is good. You need that feedback. So mixing the two different generations is a um, generalization generations is um pretty good. And it's good. I I you know, the podcast having two different takes on it, you know, because you obviously or someone here where people can look up to the experience and look up to like a mentor. You know, tell me what what your experience is and what you did and why you did it, and then let the younger generation say, "Okay, we took a little bit of that, and now this is how we do it." You know, so it is kind of unique. Yeah,
1: That's- yeah, and, and it's fun. Uh, yeah, you know, <laughs> and and it's it's truthfully, uh, you know, in order to do that, you have to you have to be willing to to learn uh, to listen you know and not go ah you don't know anything stupid kid you know (laughs) off get off my lawn yeah (laughs) that's your attitude then yeah don't that's not the right this first off that's a pretty crappy attitude uh but you shouldn't be partnering with somebody Mm -hmm. if you're going to look at them that way and go the hell you know
0: yeah i mean the world is always evolving yeah you have to keep up like i always you know always admired like walt disney you know, they constantly keep changing. There's a new movie out, a new buzz thing going on. They got a new ride. You know, I mean, everything they're doing is to keep up with the generations, keep up with the changes, you know, and I'm like, whoever does that marketing, I give them two thumbs up because they, they are evolving and keeping up. They might not like it, but it's just the world we live in. And if you don't, if you're not open to listen and change, you know, not saying you have to agree with every single thing, but hear it out and, you know, see, see what you can and can't mix in with your, you know, what, what you're doing. And You know, the world is evolving and it's changing every day. If we don't keep up with it, you're going to be left behind.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. Now, I guess tell us about life transitions. You're an expert in life transitions. So, can you share some common pitfalls people face during major life transitions, such as maybe a career shift or personal changes and how to navigate them successfully?
1: I'd say the biggest thing is uh, people are afraid. They're afraid that uh afraid to make a choice in a direction to go. They're afraid to leave where they are now because it's comfortable but they'll never you know if if they have that this isn't right doesn't feel right like I talked about uh me with my jobs the you know the, the companies that I work for they're all great companies I mean these are all I I still recommend these companies for anybody to work with them and and, and be employed with them. But it wasn't the right fit for me.
0: Right.
1: And if I had stayed there, well, first off, I wouldn't be who I am today, doing what I'm doing today, helping others understand and get clarity in their purpose. Right. But the biggest holdup that I find with people, because I work with a lot of people in that transition space, uh, is I don't know what I want to do. I know this isn't it, but I don't know what I want to do. Sometimes. Sometimes, well, first off, taking the things you don't want to do off the table, that's a good start. Right. Second, start narrowing it down, right? I mean, if you got, let's let's say there's five things that you got and you're like, I want to do these. I don't know which of these five things I, I want to do. Okay. You know that, That's kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, pick one. Right? Pick mm-hmm. one. And then start to go towards it. Start to you know take some classes. Like if it's some like a completely different career field, uh, like I don't know, you want to be a doctor or whatever. Well, go take some classes, night classes at the local community college on biology mm-hmm. or anatomy or mm-hmm. or maybe become an EMT or, or 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 whatever, and just see, test it. Because mm-hmm. which would you rather do? Stay where you are and complain and be miserable mm-hmm. or take a chance that you're walking in the right direction and then find out nope that's not it okay well then let me adjust over here is that it mm-hmm. oh nope that's not it man that's I, I did i'm just shocked at the number of people who are satisfied being dissatisfied yeah. all they're doing is looking for attention and saying woe is me look at me I'm, I'm i'm sad i don't have a good job i'm not happy mm-hmm. can't wait till friday night Come on, man. do <laughs> oh, something different. Yeah. You want to change your life, change your life.
0: It's almost like they want somebody to tell them what to do.
1: <laughs> That's what most people want. Just tell me what to do. Tell me what I should do. I'm not going to tell you what to do.
0: Right.
1: I'm going to give you some tools, some processes to think about what to do and, and help you shape it and understand what you're thinking about and maybe find some things that are interesting and maybe, maybe guide you a little bit so that you're, you know, okay. Well, I, I'm going to go this direction over here now. I'm not going to tell you <laughs> that's what you should do. Yeah. There's a lot of people out there kind of agree. Again, <laughs> you're, you ever been in one of those uh, those groups where somebody asks a question, man, I'm having this problem with this, and then some dude, usually a dude, <laughs> you know, but it's usually a dude, comes flying in off the road. So, well, you got to do this, this, and this. You should take this step and do that. And you should take that action. And I'm just like, dude, you know nothing. Yeah, you ain't in his shoes. That's true. But you know what? Because because people are so afraid of taking responsibility for their own life, mm-hmm. they are willing to take some dude from the top rope who has who's never walked a mile in your shoes, has nothing, knows nothing about your family, the job situation you're in, your background. They've only met you a couple of times in a networking event, and they're going to come flying in like a man and rescue you. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> you're going to feel better about yourself because you're going to blame that dude yeah. for the crappy situation you're in, but you ain't going to get any better. Mm-hmm. Good grief, man. <laughs> yeah.
0: No, it's true. I mean, so many people I know are miserable about everything, but they are, you know, you could give them advice, but they don't want to do the work. They don't want to, you know, they just want this magic pill to just, my life's going to be great. But it doesn't work that way. Everything's, everything's. you know, a learning experience. Everything is, you know, learning who you are, learning what you like, you don't like. I mean, it's all the process. And so many people are just, I guess, asleep at the wheel. <laughs> yeah. Now yeah, we, you're, yeah, we, well, and, and
1: they're just willing, yeah. to, willing to accept it. Right, yeah, unfortunately, (laughs) that's if that's what you want, then that's what you want, you know. Yeah, then complain to someone else, yeah. (laughs) Ask me to fix it for you, yeah, because I can't, you got to fix it
0: now. About your hat with a tribe, so building a tribe, your platform's called Tribe and Purpose. So, what's the significance of having a tribe, and how does it contribute to individual and collective success?
1: Well, we don't get anywhere by ourselves, I don't care who you are. You know, you may hear Elon Musk, you hear the name Jeff Bezos, uh, Bill Gates. You know, you hear all the names, right? Right, but not a one of them got to where they are without the people around them, without a tribe supporting them, right? Both business and life, and those intertwine together. Right. You've got to have you got to be part of something. Nobody is successful alone, right? I mean, not, not to mention the fact that. Everybody should be giving back to humanity in some form or fashion, helping others do better in some form or fashion as part of their purpose. But you cannot be successful by yourself. You think, you think Jeff Bezos spent a lot of time sitting in a computer, coding, <laughs>
0: coding that website <laughs> and setting
1: it up, putting books up on the shelf and putting them into a box to get right. it going? <laughs> no, no, he had a team. I mean, there's there's all kinds. Of not as many books written about him as there is about uh, uh, Bill Gates and and Steve Jobs. That was the other one right. I was thinking of. You know how how those guys interact and how they sold their stuff. They became the front man. I mean, somebody's yeah. got to be in charge, right? So you know, back to the tribe. The tribe is that group that works together. They have common values. Their values are aligned and a common purpose to help everybody in the tribe succeed. And that's the power of it. And, and that's one of the things, you know, that's one of the things that we do at Tribe and Purpose. Uh, some people call it a mastermind. You know, a mastermind is is a tribe. It's a small group of people that come together on a recurring basis. And small for me means 12 people, 10 people or less, more five between five and 10, ideal situation. And they work together, they share ideas, they share the burden, they share the load, and they work together to help each other succeed. I like to put it is I am a, a good member of the tribe is 51% happier when you succeed than when they succeed themselves. That's true, though. Yeah. That's that's a good member. I'm I'm willing to stop what I'm doing. Man, I'm almost there, you know. Right. I've got I've got the cure for cancer right here, <laughs> but you need help, Patty. All right, I'm coming over there to help you out. <laughs> I mean, that, that's the kind of attitude you got to have,
0: yeah.
1: right? Team I work. mean, that, that's, yeah. that's the success of a tribe. Yeah. And and it's also, they're there to pick you up when it all goes to shit. Right. I mean, there, there's there's no other way of putting it. The, the tribe is there. They circle back around and say, all right, what do you need help with? All right, I'm coming over. I can help you with this. I I know this person that does this. We can come over and do that. Same thing. They're there to celebrate when you have wins, and they're there to pick you up when it all falls apart.
0: I know that's um, one unique thing with any type of, like, group that you're working with. Because so many people, like, I grew up in the corporate world, and, you know, you had your hierarchy of you know what I, nobody cared like i remember when i first started out i was a single mom i was the only it was almost all 90 percent women i was the only one with kids nobody cared uh, you know wh- what i went through even just to get to work was a full-time job at the time i dropped the kids and blah 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 but nobody cared like nobody asked me it was never like oh how how was your morning? like i'd be soaking wet from the rain i grew up in manhattan in the city you know it was just a mess and um there was no compassion, there was no try, there was no, like, nobody cared. Everybody was stepping on everybody to get ahead. And, you know, so it's a shame. But you know, it, more and more, like when you hear stories like that, I'm like, well, it's like, oh, I like, I love that. It's like, I've never really experienced that. But it makes such a huge difference. Because, you know, you motivate each other, you all want to succeed, because you're a whole, you know, like, I always tell clients, your success is my success. I'm not just here to take money from you 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 succeed and that that's great for me. I'm I'm on the agency side, but I work with everybody. I'm part of your team. You know, and I always had that mentality to do that. But it, you know, hopefully more and more companies are doing that now. But it's not something that I experienced, you know, in my growing up in the corporate world. But it is really important because that wouldn't make so much difference in any employee's life to know that I'm part of a team and we're here for each other. And if I'm struggling and I'm just not figuring it out. You're not just telling me there's the door. Leave. You're helping me. Okay, how could we figure this out together? Blah, blah, blah. And I think that's awesome. Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, mm-hmm. you know, and and that feeling is part of Maslow's hierarchy of needs, mm-hmm. right? You know, the baseline food and shelter, right. uh, love. And then then the next couple will get a little fuzzy. I always can <laughs> which ones they are. But being part of something right. is, is one of them and feeling a contribution, feeling like I am a value added to right. an organization. I'm pretty sure that's the very top one of the triangle. And that's that's where it all comes together, right? right. So now I am part of something. I feel like I'm part of an organization that cares right. about me.
0: Right. And
1: I'm not just along for the ride. I'm not in the back of the pickup. Right. I'm up there contributing as part of the organization. I am a value recognized value added member of the organization of that Mm -hmm. tribe. And that, that helps bring it tighter and tighter and tighter together. And like you said,
0: it's coming from you as a leader, not just the coworkers that are on the bottom. It's everybody, you know, because if the leader can sit here and pat you on the back and say, you did awesome. And I'm so glad we're in this together. I I, that would have just been like, oh my God, that just made my week, you know, where if someone was just don't even know your name, like you see that in big corporations, they don't even know your name. You're just a number of paycheck and that's it. I mean, it's hard to give your all to something when you don't even feel included in it, you know?
1: Yeah, it is. Because even if you feel like you took that job and you said, this is, this is, this is going to be it for me. This is a cool thing for me. And it turns out to have that kind of a culture. Then you're probably not going to be happy. You're gonna yeah. you're gonna turn into the person that's just uh, just going through the motions. What's the minimum I've got to do right. to continue to collect my paycheck, not get laid off or
0: fired?
1: Right. You know? yeah. But if you, as the leader, recognize that person and tell that person that they're a value-added contributor to the organization right. and you appreciate what they're doing, man, it goes so far. So yeah. far, people get wrapped around the axle in these big corporations, right? And and they and they, yeah, the CEO, okay, the CEO can't do that. He's not going to go around to all oh, 150, 200, 000 people at Lockheed Martin or yeah. you know, name a you know, name a, a uh, you know, a, a Forbes 100 sort of company that's that's huge. The CEO can't, but he can establish the culture so that it is a trickle down so that the managers, the directors, the, the people in that chain have that kind of an attitude and create that culture within the organization. Yeah. Yes, the likelihood that, uh, you know, the CEO of Ford is gonna go down to the, you know, the factory line and 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 know Joe's name and Joe is the guy who, who takes the right wheel assembly and puts it on the F-150, it's the seventh, 17th step in the process. Right. He's not going to, he may get down there <laughs> and shake Joe's hand. Right. But it, he's so far disconnected. Right. But if he or she, I don't mean to just, I'm, I'm just yeah. right. Uh, if, if he is that guy at his level and maybe one below, maybe even two below and he knows those people and he gives that gratitude to those people and recognizes that team, then they're going to push it down. right? And they're going to follow the same culture there. It's established from the top down. So yeah, giant corporation, they're not going to, the CEO is not going to know everybody by name. I have met some pretty high up CEOs or CEOs that are some pretty big organizations that shock me and sometimes <laughs> Like holy really crap! How the hell did you? know <laughs> You knew my name. There's some people that have that that God's gift, uh, yeah. but most of us normal people do not. So how do I establish that that understanding? And it's yeah. a again, you know, leaders lead by example, and I yeah. set the standard up above, and I demonstrate it, and it trickles down throughout my organization.
0: That's awesome. And I guess tell us some practical tips for our listeners who are aspiring leaders that are going through life transition. Can you share some practical tips that they can implement today to set them on the right path to success?
1: Uh my my most favorite tool, and I'll share this. I should patent, prioritize. Prioritize. Patent. Prioritize.
0: I know your that is Me. No, not prioritize.
1: Uh, <laughs> IP, intellectual property, <laughs> intellectual property. this thing, trademark but it's the ideal day. But okay. the secret to the ideal day is that it's the ideal day five years from today. So they were recording this twenty-seven September, five years from today, twenty-seven September, 2028. I wake up in the morning and things just go with the flow. You know, kind of that I'm driving to the office, the lights all turn green as I'm approaching every line, right? I I walk in and, and you know what that that uh that sales request I had sent to a customer comes in, close the deal. That happens. This happens. My wife and I go out to dinner. We have a great time at dinner, really great food. Don't eat too much. We're miserable, but we just feel great about it. You know, then we go back home, we chill out, and we have a great conversation. I put my head down in the bed and I go, man, what a great day. That's the ideal day. And what that is, that's your vision for who, what, and where you want to be. What does that look like? Unrestricted, realistic, ideal day, and the reason I say unrestricted, realistic is, you know, let, let's let's be realistic. Uh, you know, I want to ski in the morning, and I want to, ki- you know, kayak in the Caribbean in the afternoon. Eh.
0: <laughs>
1: Unless you're figuring out a teleporter in five. Yeah. Minutes. <laughs> uh, but maybe, maybe skiing. Maybe I want to hit you know, do a couple of runs in the afternoon, or do a couple of runs in the morning on the way into the office or on the way home from the office. Or maybe I want to swing by a river because I'm a fly fisherman and I want to cast my fly into the water for an hour before I go to the office. Right? That's that's creating the ideal day. Maybe maybe it has to do with the size team. Maybe it's it's the function of the team. Maybe it's what we're making. Maybe it's where we're living. My my run in the morning, even though I don't anymore. But my run in the morning is through this beautiful trail in the in the woods. And you know, and I see the 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 jumping bunny rabbits, and there's a deer and an elk, and you know, and I see all these sort of things. What I'm doing is I'm creating this image in my mind for what right looks like, what I want my future to be. And when you do this and you do it in the Nats detail, you know, you know, the devil is in the detail in this exercise, right. meaning if you set your alarm for 530, do you wake up to your alarm, then you turn it off, then you get out of bed, <laughs> or do you get out of bed, turn off your alarm, or some other form of fashion, do you take, do you go pee, do you brush your teeth, go outside and have a cigarette, yeah. what do you do? Right. You drive to work, how far are you driving? What What are you listening to while you're driving? Or are you making phone calls? You're doing a podcast, listening to a podcast, talking to people, making... See all these things, these are the details that we're creating, this image in our mind of what right looks like for us, what we want our life to be. Mm-hmm. I like to call that, that part, that image, the red truck syndrome. <laughs> and the reason I call it the red truck syndrome is, is this... I never saw a red pickup until the day I decided I wanted to buy a red F-150. <laughs> and the day I decided I wanted to buy a red F-150, guess what? Every intersection <laughs> I can come to, there's a red pickup. There's another one. I go to the Walmart. There's three of them in the Walmart. <laughs> I go across the street to the Home Depot. There's five in the Home Depot parking lot. I'm like, what was there, A sale on red <laughs> pickup night no, they've, always been there. Right. they've always been there. They've always been there. But I changed what I wanted in my conscious mind. So now my subconscious mind has changed the filters of what my mind sees. Mm -hmm. It sees the opportunities that I want to have. It sees the indicators and the things that are going to help me achieve what I want to achieve. Mm -hmm. That's where the ideal day is such a powerful thing. Because I'm creating this image of what I want in five years. Mm -hmm. And when I create that image, I can create a plan to achieve that. Right. And now I've implanted these images of things. So if I want to have, if I want to go for a five-mile run on a dirt through the woods in rolling hills, well, where is that? Mm-hmm. Well, it ain't in Tucson, Arizona. Right. might be, you know, it might be in Maine. It might be, you know, it might be in Tennessee. I don't know. But you see how we start to collect this information. We create this image and our mind searches for these things and they start to jump out at us just like that red pickup does
0: uh-huh
1: and that's like a golden that, ticket yeah. <laughs> yeah i mean and everybody listening to this now you're gonna see red pickup drugs
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> they're
1: gonna be all over the place it'll be like flies
0: <laughs> no but they even say that but like the whole law of attraction thing they always tell you put up um like a a board, like I forget what they call them, where you just picture of what you want your life to be and look at it every day. Yeah. You know, so I mean, there's truth to all of this, obviously.
1: (laughs) And it works. It works. Vision boards, vision boards is another tool to use, you know, create your ideal day. I love doing the ideal day because so many people have trouble with this whole visionary sort of stuff because it seems so, you know, blah. So wishy, wishy, you know, sure, wave my hand. I'll be, a gazillionaire in five years (laughs) and all that sort of stuff. But if you do the ideal day, the realistic, unrestricted ideal day, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and you take that information and you create that in the details, what are you having for lunch? What are you eating for dinner? What time was breakfast? What are you having? Who are you eating it with? All these sort of things. You create the details to that. Then you get to reverse engineer that. We're going to take the details, the tactics that we've just created, the tactical understanding, because that's easier for all of us to understand It's tactics. Right. And we're going to take that up and create our vision, mm. our five-year vision. Right. And if I've got a vision, then I can create what my goals, I can take my goals and I can break them down to objectives and I can take my objectives and break them down to tasks mm. and action steps. And what are you doing this afternoon that's going to move you closer? to achieve in your ideal day in five years. I
0: like that. That's actually really, really awesome. (laughs) Very nice. (laughs) So I guess for future endeavors, what's next for Otis McGregor and the Cam and Otis show? And are there any exciting projects or initiatives that you want to share with the audience?
1: Sure. What's next? we got a couple of things. So first off, what's happening right now, uh, the Greenberry Leadership Program, the Greenberry Leadership Program is to develop leaders within your team stop just telling that dude now you're in charge good luck call me if you got questions <laughs> no set them up for success remember what i said one of your jobs as a leader is to train them to perform right that's what the green beret leadership program is it is taking what i've learned how to be mindful how to be a leader how to solve problems identify break down, solve problems and then how to build a team that has a culture and an attitude of success and improvement. That's what the Green Beret Leadership Program will do for you. The next thing that we're launching in the month of September, it's called the the Next is Best program. And the Next is Best program is targeted to Division I athletes as they graduate from the university so that they can take – they can shift and learn about who they are mm-hmm. take that identity and that drive they had as an athlete and turn it into their life going forward that's so that awesome. they're not just going through the motions in life they're using they, they're learning how to take that that drive They base their identity and their drive that they've had yeah. their entire life and turn it into success for the rest of their life post mm-hmm. their sports career
0: that's awesome
1: yeah yeah, so those are the two big things. The Cam and Otis show, man. We continue to grind things out. We love our guests. We're having so much fun with our guests. Uh, we've got such a wide variety of entrepreneurs and business owners, uh, and, and and you know, I keep saying this, and one of these days I'm going to do it. Uh, we always wrap up our show with "What did you learn?" in the show. You know, each one of us. So look for that special. That's after three hundred some odd shows is where we're at now. That little five or ten minute clip, maybe uh, maybe a Netflix documentary. I don't know uh, of, of the Camino de Show. What'd you learn? Uh, so look look for that to come out. To, uh, <laughs> nice. Thinking. Anything else you want to
0: share? Hey,
1: uh, yeah, one other thing so i publish a newsletter every week called okay. monday moments it's a monday moments newsletter and it comes out monday morning 6 a.m eastern usa and what it is is it's a newsletter but it is my lessons that i learned this week okay. to help you launch yourself into more success next week That's so awesome. i share some things i've learned i share some thoughts and ideas Business idea, somebody I met, uh, but the meat of it is what I learned. What did I learn this week? And I Paying share, yeah, I share that out on Monday moments, and it's uh, been doing that now four years, every week, every Monday morning. That's six
0: awesome. Days. So, how do people sign up for that?
1: You go to tribe dash dot then dash purpose Click the Get Started button and there's, you'll see Monday. Sign up for Monday Moments newsletter right there.
0: That's awesome. So tell people how they can get a hold of you.
1: Yeah. Uh, you can follow me on LinkedIn. Uh, check out our Whiskey Words. Whiskey Words comes out on Wednesdays. Uh, a little bit of, uh, yeah, I was going to say editorial, but sometimes it's editorial, but it's more, more me giving you some other thoughts on life and what's going on in life. With a whiskey and a cigar, and outside. <laughs> nice. Uh, so check that out on LinkedIn. You follow me on LinkedIn. Uh, you can hit me up. You can get a hold of me on uh, tribe-purpose.com. It's a great place to to set up a time. You can even set up a call with me in that same get started button. So
0: that's awesome. Well, again, thank you for being on the show. Again, that was Otis McGregor. So thanks for listening to to Successful Minds with Patty B. Never miss an episode by subscribing here. So thank you again. Thank you for listening to Successful Minds with your host, Patricia Barnowski-Schneider. Please leave your feedback and visit strategicadvisorboard.com to get the latest and greatest business advisement on the planet. Follow us on social media for updates, and we'll see you on the next episode.